0: Seven Mile Pike Studios, Shelbyville, Kentucky. Episode 135. Tonight, Classic Candies. Who's your sugar daddy? News you can use. The word for your day. And more. And now, The Good Morning Show. That's right. That's right. Where are we at? Where are we at? Come on. We got it. There we are. I knew we were in there somewhere. Welcome to the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. It's
1: the Good Morning Show at night. It's Thursday night live. That's right. Tonight we're
0: talking about your favorite classic, Candies of Days Gone By.
1: And we've got some exciting news you can use.
0: That's for sure. And uh, speaking of news, Melissa has the word for your day.
1: And as always, we're taking your prayer requests. We want to give you a shout out. We want to say, hey, 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 welcome to the room. Welcome, welcome, welcome. But we cannot welcome you. And we cannot give you a shout out if we do not know you're here. And we do not know you're here unless you type in your chat box. So for all of you live listeners and audio watchers, video watchers, Type in your chat box. Let us know where you're tuning in from. Maybe you don't type very well. That's okay. One finger will do the job. Just say, hey, just say hi. Let us know where you're tuning in from. We want to acknowledge you. We want to welcome you. We want to love you. We want to encourage you. It's Thursday night, y'all.
0: That's right. It's so good to be here with you guys. Thursday nights are always fun because we get to kind of relax a little bit. And then, uh, I don't know, we'll get some folks in here that are a little wound up still, winding down from your day. So uh, nothing is required except for you to just say hey. And uh, oh, like you already said... If you've got a prayer request, let us know. And for sure, we want to know where are you watching from? Where are you listening?
1: Yeah, I meant to tell you that. Uh, Prayer request is never an interruption to what we do. It's very much a (laughs) part of what we do. It sounds like we already need to have like interventional prayer for John. Um, (laughs) But we'll deal with that in a minute. Hey, jumping over to the chat box. Hi, Dave and Kathy Ramsey in Danville, Illinois. Hi, guys. Love you. Hi. Hello. Robin and maybe Otis from Elizabethtown. Hello.
0: Welcome. Welcome.
1: MK, hi, from Shelbyville just down the street. She is drinking her decaf Lipton tea with a sprinkle of turmeric. And John says, "Hey, hey, hey!" No, you're not saying it right. Fe- you know why she's? Hey hey. hey, hey, hey! Yeah, that's, that's why, why Missy's getting... getting mad, and she's... we need, to, and we need to have intervention for him. <laughs> and Otis says, "My thumb says hello, hello, uh, and yeah. may God bless you as well. We love you guys. We honor you, and it can't be too relaxed tonight. Yeah, because no, then it'll uh, be like, hey, uh, I'm tired. I was
0: going to go back to John Jersey's comment there. I was like, you know, the whole what do you call it? The triple threat would be uh, the joke that says, Says, uh, "What wears a ninja shirt?" And says, "Hey, hey, hey!" You
1: know? <laughs> do not ask John Jersey about uh, his ninja
0: shirt. No, whatever you do. Don't hey,
1: ask. it's Master Pastor Yoda, our Thursday night live announcer, yeah, buddy. Ben Hill, over in PRP in Louisville, Kentucky. We love the hills. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Monica Masterson from Wait for it, Maryville, Tennessee. But by the end of the month, guess who will be back? What? Yep. They're moving back.
0: Back where? South or north? No. They're going back to Iowa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So north from where they are.
1: So we almost got to hang out with them.
0: Man.
1: My bun is slipping down the back of my head.
0: I never said that before in my life.
1: Well, I'm not sure I have also. Well, I think I might have. (laughs) Uh, it started off so perky today, you guys, but you know, as the day has gone on, I feel that sucker just moving right on down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, lots of rain in the area. There's been lots of storms, uh, people without power.
1: All of you uh, in uh, Even Ohio. around the Louisville area, mm-hmm.
0: even around, you know, where, where uh, Brian Powell and all them are. Yeah. And uh, lots of rain out in Western Kentucky and Illinois and Missouri. Our prayers go out to all you guys. This
1: afternoon, as I was working, Ryan Hall went live, Andy Hill went live, our meteorologist, and even Max Velocity went live because of all the crummy weather that's moving in. I was just talking to Taylor before we got on tonight, Mm -hmm. and they've had some ick up there. So, Ohio and all the places you all keep your ear to the weather, just so that you can keep track of what's going on. We've had enough rain here to last us for a little while my well i think my potatoes are saying
0: they're definitely underwater they're uh, saying enough enough water but the best part of it is is that they're kind of on the little hill back there they're not like on the bottom where right, the river still, runs through yeah they're still oversaturated yeah
1: i yeah. mean when i'm worried about the trout eating my taters we got a problem
0: <laughs> worried about the trout okay. <laughs> i
1: just made that up Just made it up right now. Lots and lots of rain in Tennessee today, says Monica. Yep, Yep, we heard that too. Everybody be safe. And also, it's the unofficial kickoff to your weekend. We would love to know what your weekend plans are. What is happening with you guys tomorrow? What are you guys doing tomorrow night? What's the weekend forecast for your social calendar
0: look like? We're still on the the countdown to summer camp because uh, we just have, let's see, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and on Monday, we're leaving to go to Tennessee Mm -hmm. uh, for camp for uh, five days. Yeah.
1: And I am faced with the reality that there's going to be a really quiet house for a week because I have to stay here and work. And um, I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with myself? And I can't go over and bother Missy.
0: (laughs) Because she's she's going to be in camp with you.
1: So, hey, check this out. Kara's on. Hey, Kara. They all had the stomach bug at their house. It's, it throws oh, her anxiety no. off. Oh, sorry. No surprise that she's been crying for days. Well, we're going to pray. Um, Otis says it's mosquito season. Otis, have we talked to you about the thermosil? Thermosil. Why do you always correct me when I say that? Well, it I sounds like that? you're saying
0: S-I-L-L or C-I-L. It's just the way you say it, but it's Therma T H E R M A C E L L in case somebody wants to go look it up on, on the Amazon or
1: something. It's what we it's a little thing that keeps the mosquitoes away from a great big dome from wherever it sits. So we put it on our back patio. And when we sit out there, we don't have any skeeters because of this thing that works so good. Yep. So we'll—it's posted on the website so that you guys know where to go get it. Actually, why don't you link that to the shop too, so they can just okay. buy it through the website?
0: Just follow the link.
1: Pastor Rick Grable, good evening. He's just carrying over from Monday show. His first new car was a '73 Pinto runabout, mag wheel.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: Otis said that Robin bought them a thermosil. Praise the Lord, you guys. Awesome. Those work so good.
0: Yeah, let's we let's go back and talk about this Pinto runabout though. I mean, a '73 Pinto runabout. What that color was, was it, Rick? Yeah, what color? That's what we, that makes the whole. Robin
1: noticed you guys will not be sad about that. Um, the skeeters really like B. They really like Miss B, and so and she loves to sit outside with us, and so she will just get eat up, eat up. Taylor. Taylor Jewel too. And so my girls are like sweet. So the skeeters just eat them up. And so we love those things. We don't have any problems with mosquitoes. Yeah. Also, Kara, let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you for bringing like Holy Spirit Lysol into that house where every germ, bacteria mm. and virus just gets cut out in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I thank you, Father, for peace and rest. Lord, I thank you that you are the Lord over anxiety. It is crushed under your name. And so we speak the name of Jesus over any potential anxiety. I thank you, Lord, that you, Jesus, cast out fear, but you also cast out sickness, affliction, disease. And so we speak your name, Jesus, over Kara and all of the Mayhew family. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Yeah, amen.
1: Dave says, I remember those pinno with mag wheels. They were cool. What color, you guys? I need to know this. Pastor Rick, what (laughs) color was it? See, I'm a girl. I care about the things that matter
0: in in the uh, early seventies, they, they a lot of them they had those light it's yellow gold or yeah, yellow gold or something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So so this week our kids are busy because over in in Lexington they're having VBS right now.
1: Yes, and they're having
0: a grand old time over there. They're doing Lafayette. evening yeah evening services. You're welcome, at, sister. At, uh, there you go.
1: Yeah, Lafayette Church of the Nazarene Vacation Bible School, and so we have lost our little. Um, it started Wednesday. It goes Wednesday through Saturday. Yeah. And so, so just
0: that is our two youngest right babies. Arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, nod your head,
1: that is Brett, obviously. He is Pastor Brett Wright. He is the Associate Pastor and Worship Pastor at Lafayette Church of the Nazarene. And so cool. that is Baylor Wright, his little sister, who is helping him to lead Father Abraham at Vacation Bible School this week. Um, it's the, We took her over there yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, our house is eerily quiet. Yeah, it is. And I don't like it. I miss I miss my girl. I miss my peanut big time. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. She's going to be 11 years old Wednesday, and this is the first time she's exerted some independence. You know, she's gone to camp the last couple of years, but this is a big deal. Yeah. So she's going to Bible school this week, and then she'll be home for a day, and then she'll be gone a week for camp. And I'm like, what about your old mom, sis? And <laughs> she's like, I'm going to miss you, mom, but I'm ready to go have fun. Right. So that's what she's doing.
0: Well, and it's cool. Uh, we've we've uh, said it several times as we're seeing them leading and doing things. And sometimes as a parent, you're kind of like, did we get it right? Did we maybe miss the mark a few well, times? But you know what? When they come through like this and they're leading other kids yeah. and they're doing this, you're like, okay. Taylor Beth right. sent
1: us that video. Bless my heart. But I want to say something else. It was easier in a way when Taylor and Brett grew up and left the nest because we had Baylor. Mm-hmm. The independence that comes from the third baby is sad because the I don't have anybody else in the nest, right? Right. So it's a little bit lonesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Rick, Rick, Rick says
1: it was tan. His pinna was tan. the
0: cherry bomb muffler. Oh my stars. Yeah. Big
1: tires but sounded like a <laughs> Piper Cub. Oh, Jesus. Help us with this. I bet it was slick. You know that?
0: Dave Ramsey said that I'm guessing he's referring to one of his. Gloss black and the back window panels were painted over. You guys, that's crazy.
1: MK says having grandkids, Bailey, Liam, and Logan over Friday night. That's what they're doing this they're weekend. Have movie it's night. movie night, so popcorn and snuggling with my grandkids and watching a movie. That'll be so that much That sounds like a fantastic start to your weekend. MK, way yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah. Otis says, as young soldier in the '70s, three of us or so would kick in a few bucks and buy a hundred dollar car for three day weekend, and the disposable uh, the disposable <laughs> car weekend.
0: Wow. That's crazy.
1: So my dad tells stories about when he would get a couple days leave and um, they would, uh, all those soldiers would pile in and dad would drive somewhere yeah. and then they'd drive like overnight to get back in time. And I don't, I can't imagine all those stories are wholesome. So we have to be careful, <laughs> I guess, what we're saying.
0: Those are the ones you save for, uh, I don't know, long time from
1: now. Yep, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to probably be careful who's sitting in the room. Mm-hmm.
0: When you tell them, I guess my first car was a '69 T Bird Thunderbird, and it was uh, it was like not bright; it was kind of a faded canary yellow. And so, you know, those '70s colors, '60s and '70s, it was always you never knew quite what you were going to get. But tan, tan—when you see a tan Pinto coming down the street, I mean, that's almost like camouflage. I had a
1: 1984 red on the top, two tone gray uh, on the bottom, Chevy Cavalier hatchback. I love that baby. It was a five speed and uh, manual transmission. I love to drive a stick and I love that car so much. My dad That's bought cool. it for me when I was 12 because where we lived in Shawnee County in Kansas, you could drive at 13 if you had a learner's permit and you were rural and you were either driving to and from work, to and from school or to and from right. uh, church. And so I legally drove at 13 years old and my dad bought me the car at 12. Now you realize I learned how to drive when I was very young because we had go karts and we had dune buggies and we had all this. And then when I was a junior in high school, so from the time I was 12 till I was about 17, when I was 17 years old, a little gal in my class, I will not say her name and yes, I can remember it hit me going between 75 and 85 mile an hour while I was stopped on 45th Street waiting for a car to turn left in front of me. There were two cars ahead of me and she hit me. Yeah. And she totaled my car. Yeah. We were okay. Praise the Lord. He kept his hand on us. And
0: y'all went to school too, right? You were on your way to school. school. And you went ahead and went to school after Mm -hmm. something like that. That's just.
1: Yeah. But by the time I got to school, like, I think I was in shock or something because by the time I got to school and I was checking in, um, the secretary, when I was signing in the office, she's like, your hands are all bloody. The, the glass had cut my. Mm had cut into my um knuckles in my hands from the steering wheel and i didn't even know it and the whole underneath side of my uh from my knees down were all beat up but you know when it happened i didn't feel like any of that so i Mm -hmm. just went on to school and the secretary at the school office was like you need to go home
0: yeah yeah yeah. So they sent me that's, home, that's which crazy. was a
1: smart thing to do. Honestly, I probably yeah. shouldn't have gone in anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, in case you're just tuning in, this is the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. This is our evening show. Good the Morning Thursday Show at Night Night Night. Live. That's right. And uh, so we're just here hanging out. Usually we'll have a cup of coffee or something, but nighttime uh, caffeine kind of does a number on. Yeah, you start speaking about the universe <laughs> and questions uh, <laughs> at four okay. o'clock in the morning. We
1: did last week. We taped a show. And we taped a show in the evening for the next morning.
0: For Saturday morning.
1: And I wanted to have coffee for the morning show because that's what we do in the mornings. And you guys, I drank a nice coffee at what time did we do that we recorded at probably 6:30 or 7:30
0: yeah and you don't usually like to drink anything with caffeine after 4
1: no like after 4 and it was 6:30 or 7:30 i mean i did not sleep worth a hoot nanny that night and i was just like oh i was flip-flopping around i was so mad at myself and i thought why did i do that for the integrity of the show i did it for you guys
0: <laughs> well the reason we recorded the show on saturday morning for saturday morning was cuz we were at Jed's first birthday party mm-hmm. he's 1 year old And so we had a great time with that. We covered that on Monday's show, which is just a few days ago, Monday Morning Motivation. Uh, We actually labeled that one French toast, ketchup, and water baptism for the (laughs) title. Because we talked about our coffee of the day was French toast flavor from Bones Coffee Company. Um, We talked about water baptisms because of all this stuff with the Jesus Revolution movie. A man that was 85 years old gave his life to Jesus and decided to get baptized for the first time in his life, saying it's never too late to receive Jesus and to follow after him. And so we talked about that. And we also, the other thing in the title was ketchup. And we uh, talked about the origins of words that are everyday words like ketchup and groggy and blockbuster. And what are they known for now versus where did they come from? And uh, also our Joshua 1, 5 through 8 was uh, be encouraged. We were encouraged through that from the word for your day. So if you want to find out about all of that and more, just go to our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Click on the blog link and you'll see all of the episodes listed there. And when you go into a blog, you'll see photos and different links and things like that. And um, hopefully you'll be encouraged too. It's like the inside story. It's like the rest of yeah, the story. it is.
1: Uh, Kara yeah. says, what was my next car after mm-hmm. that one was totaled? My dad and mom made this deal with us girls that they would buy our first car. But after that, it was on us. Mm-hmm. But dad felt like he needed to buy my second car since my first car was totaled. And obviously he got insurance money for it oh, from that yeah. gal's oh. insurance. And so he bought me a very comparable hatchback, two-tone brown and tan. um, Osmobile Forenza.
0: Forenza.
1: And it looked very much like the Chevy Cavalier. It wasn't. I miss my Cavalier. I love that little car so much. So the Osmobile Forenza hatchback, the deal was dad would buy it. And then when I got my own car, you know, if I still had that, perhaps I would give that to my sister who was coming up behind me. And the next year I saved all my money. At my job, I had a couple jobs, and I saved all my money and my graduation money, and I bought a Chevy Beretta GE Sport Beretta. Woo baby, that, that was a little sporty that's thing, a
0: cruiser. Yeah, I
1: love that thing. And every single one of them was a stick. Every single one of them was a five speed. My sister was so mad because she inherited that.
0: She didn't drive it. She didn't she drive
1: hated anymore. that car, oh, and man. she promptly wrecked it on purpose. <laughs>
0: What? Candace. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, that was quite uh, a story. No, that's good. It's the truth, though. So Ben says his first car was a 1980 Monte Carlo with a 1972 V8 engine. The engine died. He took it all apart, rebuilt it, and then put another 100,000 miles on wow. it. Wow. You are a genius. That's how you do that. That is so... I believe every word of that story because that is just like something he would do.
0: Just had an extra You'd engine. You just tinker around had, with Probably, had, had, took, an, probably I just, had an extra engine in the, in the basement. Probably. Probably. <laughs> That's an inside joke.
1: Okay, so um, uh, let's see. Otis says coffee's never inhibited his sleep. Same. And Ben said, glad you shared about the Jesus revolution going on. Wouldn't have known it otherwise. Oh, see, I love that we can break news that you can use that's current, mm-hmm. and it glorifies God. How awesome is that? Taylor Beth.
0: It's, no, it's Brett.
1: Oh, it's Bubby. Yeah. He says, tell the story about the Camaro, Dad. This is Brett. <laughs> and Ben says, "Beretta, sweet. That little black thing was sweet. And I think I may have got my first speeding ticket in it, but we will not talk about that. Otis says a 1969 ragtop fire, Bird 389 and Hearst three-speed manual torque monster paid 750 bucks for it, 750 bucks for wow. it. Wow. Um, Ernest, uh, Ernest, sorry. Ernest. Kara. <laughs> Kara says hi, Ernest. Brett. Do you remember me from Glasgow First Church of the Nazarene? Brett, do you remember Kara? Pastor Richard in-house from Glasgow, Kentucky. Hey, Pastor Richard, so good to see you on. His first car was a 76 Grand Prix.
0: Well, that's cool.
1: And then uh, Bubba says about Uncle Jeff's Pinto. I like this whole first car conversation, you guys. It also kind of gives away our age, doesn't it? When we start talking about the years of our first car. Um, Pastor Rick said, I went from a 62 Impala to the Pinto. Whoa. Wow. You went from a boat to a teeny tiny dinghy. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, tell Brett, tell the story. Well, uh,
0: uh, yeah. First, this was my first car. Well, it wasn't, this isn't my actual first car, but this gives you a good idea. That's the 69 T-Bird that I had. And it was kind of a baby yellow kind of color, but the headlight covers, they were the air compressed kind that would close down like eyelids over the, uh, the, the wind, the, uh, headlights and stuff. And it was a really cool first car, uh, for me because, uh, you know, it was, it was just, I don't know, it was something like nobody else had one in town, you know? Um, uh,
1: Richard Johnson says his first car uh, was the 6- 676 Grand Prix. He yeah. said it was a boat. It was a
0: boat. Yeah. And in 67 Mercury, Mercury Caliente. Caliente. Ooh, Jeff Swartz How about that? Uh,
1: ben said he had a broken arm when he rebuilt that engine. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> that just That's like the cool points. He's winning cool points right now. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Man. Yeah. I love yeah. talking about first cars. Brett's first car. Brett, are you going to post what your first car was?
0: Right? Or you're acting like we're waiting for him to answer.
1: I was going um, <laughs> to. And Taylor's first car. I know Brett and Taylor's first car because we made the same deal with our kids that my mom and dad made with me that we make sure that we gave them their first car. And so they inherited my SUVs. So mm-hmm. Taylor got my Durango. Yeah. And Bub got my 2005 Toyota Sequoia. Yeah. It's a touchy subject, Brett says. I think what he's saying is... He misses that. He really loved that.
0: A touchy subject. But
1: you know what's funny? He says, I miss it dearly. And I, I do have to give this kid credit for that sequoia. He picked it out. Do you remember at the car lock? Yeah, when were,
0: yeah, when we were in he Kansas He picked City. it out,
1: and it was a great... It was a great purchase we loved that thing yeah and i had just a little hiccup in my tummy when i gave it to brett because i loved it so much but i also knew he needed a reliable vehicle so safe boy those sequoias are safe i love that toyota sequoia i love all the years it
0: was a very nice vehicle for sure
1: really really great but brett has a really cool little truck now i love it's not so little Sounds sweet.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a really nice truck. He's got
1: him a nice little truck. Yeah. And he's got his nice SUV for the family. So that's good. Let's see. So our first car married was a Ford LTD2, 1977 Silver. Was not a good car. Well. And Taylor Beth still has her first car. She has a 2010 Honda Accord, and that thing is like the ever energizer bunny. Yeah. It just keeps going and going and going. That's cool. I love that.
0: Yeah. Well, this was this was the car. This was the other car that uh, Brett's talking about, the 86 Camaro. And uh, I had actually, I think I was driving the Pinto, which I mentioned on, on our previous show, um, and I was out in front of the high school, and I went to back out, and uh, my brother was coming along in the other car. I can't remember if I was driving the Camaro or I was driving the Pinto. I think for some reason I was driving the Pinto that day. And he came driving along and I backed into him in traffic.
1: You wrecked with your own brother.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fabulous. But the, the funny thing though was about the Pinto and, and you guys with these little cars, you remember that if you had the um, emergency brake down on the floor between the two seats, yeah. like if you had bucket seats, yeah. and it was you know slick or icy out or a dirt road and you'd pull that emergency brake up and you'd because only one side locked so it would spin you around and point you the other direction, right? Well, my brother was messing around with us since we're telling stories here. I don't think he's on right now to defend himself. I need laugh. But he went around a corner, was taking another kid home from school, pulled that emergency brake, and did a a 180 in the street so that he was pointing the opposite direction that he was going and then slid into a school bus that was parked in front of a house. (laughs) i tell you what, we had some crazy, crazy stuff happen, and it was all just because we were just being stupid, you know, so well, I would encourage that now.
1: This is not the car show. This is not car chat, and this <laughs> is talk. not everybody go back in time and talk about your first car. This is the Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa Wright, and you're watching Thursday Night Live. That's right. It's the Good Morning Show at night. Ben Hill says, I made Noah promise never to sell his FJ Cruiser without first telling me. Almost everyone misses their first car. I, I agree with that. that I agree with that. I miss yeah. mine terribly uh,
0: the guy that bought it for me ended up you know, on an icy highway wrapped it around a telephone pole was never able to recover the car uh, he lived but i mean uh, yeah. i've never seen one like it that i could buy again so well you
1: know. pastor rick says rebecca's new car when graduating nursing school was an 89 red camaro there you go wow well, muscle car sweet deals that's awesome
0: yeah yeah yeah. you
1: know i would say something about i don't want to do that i i think we better we probably talked this topic out so i'll just let it go <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say something well, and it might not be encouraging so it's all not right worth saying.
0: Well, while we're talking about reminiscing about stuff, I was thinking earlier, I got an email and it was talking about certain candies that have kind of, that are making a resurgence again, that have been off the market for so long. You know, uh, we talked about how Coca Cola had the new Coke and then they went back to classic Coke and cherry Coke made its debut like 1985. You sent me that thing about that. And, um, um, before we go to that, Let's, let's do this prayer request real quick uh, because it's not really a prayer request, but I Well, I it.
1: asked you guys what you guys were doing this weekend and Robin, MK told me, Robin says they're visiting the horses tomorrow and if her back will cooperate. She heard it yesterday somehow. She thinks she was breathing or something. Hashtag old people problems. Girl, I feel that. <laughs> so let's pray right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you um, that you are a healer. Right. It's actually one of your names. It's your description, but it's who you are. Like you are a healer. Mm-hmm. And so jesus Jesus, I'm praying right now for whole and complete healing over Robin's back and her body in the name of Jesus. Pain, disease, and affliction must flee. So I'm just declaring, Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for making Robin's back whole and completely pain-free. In yep. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You
0: enjoy your day tomorrow. That's right. Absolutely.
1: Pastor Richard says, my first day without my li- with my license and the car, I put a scratch down someone else's car.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Way to get out there and the the first, uh, let's just get it over with real quick, okay? Get that first accident under your belt. Oh, crazy. No, I was talking about these candies and stuff. And, you know, when we go to like Cracker Barrel, Cracker Barrel, they like to, they, they cash in on the nostalgia side sure. of things. You can find a lot of the sure, older candies yeah. there. And so I was kind of like, you know, like we love talking about our, our favorite cars, you know, and things that way. But I was thinking about our candy because, you know, like look at the, the classic candy. You, I'm sure you could probably see in a picture there. There's probably something in there that you're like, oh, I haven't had a Zagnut in years. Or what are those uh, coconut bars, you know, the, with the pink and white? And brown oh, stripe. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. The 100 sl- Grand Bars. Yeah. And so I started thinking about uh, where certain candies came from, and I was like, you know, this is kind of an interesting thing. Um, well, I've only got three that we're going to make a mention of tonight, but I'm sure you've probably heard of any one of these, and all of them, I'm sure. The first one that came up was Pez. Oh, like, yeah. Like, who doesn't love a good Pez dispenser, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But
0: did you know that Pez was first marketed as a, as a compressed peppermint sweet in Vienna, Austria in 1926?
1: Oh, I didn't know
0: that. The name Pez is an abbreviation of Pfefferminz, Pfefferminz, or peppermint, German, and oh. the, it was the P in Pfefferminz, like pterodactyl, right? <laughs> or even. Um then uh, the E in the middle, Peffermint and Z on the end. So P-E-Z became the name for the product. And uh, so it was just it was just a peppermint lozenge. That's really all it was. But over time, the manufacturing process became a lot more uh, creative and they started to be, see more popularity with them. And the packaging evolved from wrap rolls to a small tin, like the Altoid tins, you know? We're talking about those. Uh, the first Pez mint dispenser, um, it was about the size of a cigarette lighter, which they've kind of retained that size. And And the first ones that they actually made that were not, that were actually recognizable with the heads on them was 1955, and they marketed them for children. Santa Claus, Popeye, Mickey Mouse, and Donald Duck. You can see them in the picture there. They were some of the first ones that were actually created. And then in 1973, Pez built a factory in Connecticut. Mm. And then the Pez mints are produced in Tron and Orange, Connecticut in the United States, while the dispensers are produced in Hungary and China. Huh. And in 2011, a Pez visitor center was opened in Orange, oh. Connecticut, with over 4,000 square feet dedicated to all things Pez.
1: I think it's kind of a cult thing to me. It's a,
0: it's a, it's a classic collector Yeah, Pez, thing.
1: Pez is a cult thing, and there are people who are like all down with the, with the you know, collecting the cultural,
0: but pop culture stuff.
1: Collecting the dispensers. Mm-hmm. But can we just please talk about the candy itself is not very good. Uh, yeah,
0: it's kind of chalky. It's got a yeah. weird thing. You know, not so. really a big, big I know deal. You guys remember Pez dispensers. Uh, now, there's a couple comments here because it said that um, Robin said that Otis loves mallow cups.
1: Right. He said his father's last meal is a mallow cup is what yeah. his father yeah. wanted. And Dave Ramsey says that Chuckles candy used to be made in Danville, Illinois. Right. That's right. Really I saw Chuckles on the picture. Yeah. Yeah, I left. saw that right there. Yeah. That's interesting. Look at that. They got uh, candy, the candy cigarettes, cigarettes for 25 cents a
0: box. That was one of the, the ones that uh, everybody on this thread that I was reading said that they Miss- remembered the most. And yeah. um, was the little, they were chalk-like. Some of them were bubblegum. They also had the bubblegum cigars, if yeah. you remember those. Yeah, I do. Um, and then the other one was, uh, I know one that you don't like, but the Necco wafers.
1: Yeah, Do not like those. Yeah, Correct.
0: Yeah, those are very chalky also. Yeah. yeah. But who remembers the little uh, Coca-Cola bottles with the orange flavoring? Oh, nickel nibs. Nickel nips, oh, yeah, right yeah. up there in the Yeah, nickel nips
1: are still a really popular yeah, thing. Yep,
0: and razzles, the ones that you chew and oh, they yeah. kind of become a little bit yep. of a gum. Well, the, the other one that I remembered that I don't see on this page here, but it was one that we had in our store that I just loved, and it was the Marathon Bar. Do you remember the Marathon?
1: I do not. I don't believe I ever had one of these. I think
0: they discontinued it shortly after you were you were probably in your, your very early years. Uh, it, was a, it was an eight-inch length of braided chocolate. You see it there in the, in the picture in the comic book. And they were first sold in the United States in August of 1973. And the bright red packaging had printed on it a ruler with inches and centimeter markings on the reverse, demonstrating that was a, it was as long as it claimed. So it was an actual ruler of an eight inches. Um, and the, the result was the the braided shape. It wasn't necessarily way more than yeah. other candy bars, but it was the shape. It was discontinued in October 81. So you were just six years old when that happened. So you probably didn't know too much I about don't the Marathon. know.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't
0: remember. They made a bigger version, a 15-inch version of the Marathon bar Whoa. Uh, that they sold in Southern California at local 711 stores and at a, a, a pharmacy in Pennsylvania. And those had a 15-inch ruler on the back of the red paper. Now, for people who really miss that, because it was, it was more like it was caramel inside with chocolate, the Cadbury company came out with one they call the Curly Whirly. And you can see that it's still the same braided shape. It's probably about the same uh, dimensions. But uh, it's, um, the bar is made of chocolate-coated toffee. Oh, I like yeah, toffee. Yeah. so that was and that, that one was actually launched by Cadbury in the UK in 1970 and now you can you can get those uh, in the United States at different places. I'm pretty sure they I'm pretty sure I've seen those at Lolly and Pops because I thought about really? buying Really? Okay,
1: well, if we see those we need to get one. Which
0: talk about Lolly and Pops well, for just a split second before you go to the on. comments.
1: Let me go to the comment thing and okay. then let's jump back over there because we're about to lose the top of it. Ben says they visited Pez in Orange and it's a cool place. Yes? Pez candy is a letdown. Agreed. MK says one of her favorite candy bars is Big Hunk. Also in high school, whenever us girls saw a cute guy, we would say he's a hunk. <laughs> Richard Johnson right? said he gave out bubblegum cigars at the birth of both kids. That I go. totally remember those were very popular. Yes. Dave Ramsey says when I was a kid, we had the wax giant lips and the wax cola bottles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Otis yeah. says his name is Otis Henry. So I tell folks they named a candy bar after me. The O. Henry the candy o. bar. O. Henry. Yeah. And Pastor Rick says when we had our first child, I passed out bubblegum cigars. See, there you go. It
0: was a a trend, right?
1: That's right. That's right. And then you want to talk about Lolly and Pops a little bit. For folks
0: who may be looking for those hard to find candies besides Cracker Barrel.
1: Lolly and Pops is actually, it's not, there are not very many of them, but Mm -hmm. it is a franchise and you can usually find them in bigger cities. Louisville has two Lolly and Pops. Kansas City has a Lolly and Pop. Besides that, I don't know where all they exist, okay? But Lolly and Pops has a couple different things going on for them. One, they have every kind of candy you can probably imagine. They have bulk candy, so you can buy jelly gummies. You can buy, um, I like, um, help me out, jelly bellies. Then they have nostalgic candy.
0: The bears?
1: The stuff that you can't hardly see anywhere else. And then they have candy from foreign countries. Now I want to talk to you about this because we cannot talk about candy unless we absolutely discuss the fact candy tastes different outside of the United States. The chocolate in Europe, especially in like English, Ireland, the English or the, what are they called? The English Isles, the British Isles. Mm -hmm. It's very different. So the candy that you get for a Snickers in the United States tastes different in Europe because they use different chocolate blends. Yeah. And so it's very noticeable. Even the company Cadbury chocolate in in the United States tastes different than it does everywhere else.
0: Remember those chocolates we got in Poland? Oh, Those were so good.
1: It really was delicious. Good. Also, so is the coffee. Just saying. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. So just, just throwing that out there. The so, third
0: one on this list, we got to get this one in before we before we move on. I know this is your one of your favorites. It is. Also one of your dad's favorites. True. I know, because we've always been on the hunt trying to find them.
1: And when we find them, we buy them for me and him.
0: The Cherry Mash.
1: I love Cherry Mash.
0: It's a family legacy that has been carried on for close to one hundred, about 100 years uh, in a candy plant in St. Joseph, Missouri, just so, north of Kansas yep, City. So
1: very close to us. The chase?
0: Yeah, the Chase Candy Company was founded in 1876 by George Washington Chase, and that led to the invention of the cherry mash created by his son, Ernest, in 1918 at the 2nd Street Plant in St. Joe, Missouri. And it's made with a cherry center, mashed with real maraschino cherries, then covered with chopped peanuts and coated in milk chocolate. Oh my, so rich, so good. It's still unknown as to how cherry mash received its name. But when it was first introduced to the public, they were four ounces, and they were displayed in a bare little box. And today, when you buy a Cherry Mash, you have the option of buying a mini bag that weighs around 12 ounces or one original that weighs two ounces, right? So, what do you like? A cold glass of milk with that? I mean, how do you, that's so rich and good. I, what do you do? Are you talking about, are you yeah, ha- asking, are you asking you. me how asking I eat it? You. Well,
1: I, I take a bite out of it and I literally let it melt in my mouth. I mm. do not chew it until I, until I'm just left with peanut pieces. And yeah. then I chew it. I, I, I can take that thing last forever when I eat it. Tell my dad does the same thing. Oh,
0: he does the same thing. I was going to say, I know somebody and I can't think of who it is that eats all the chocolate off the outside and leaves just the cherry part.
1: I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I wouldn't, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Good on well, you if you do. Right. But well, I, I love cherry. That's not... They
0: said it's it's the first candy bar that was manufactured west of the Mississippi. That was a big claim back in the day. Isn't mentioned much anymore, but it's the best selling cherry well, candy bar in the country.
1: Okay. So we have found it at Lolly and Pops. It mm-hmm. is so much smaller not yeah. even than just the four ounces. It's smaller than the two ounces, I think, now.
0: Yeah, also. not even, yeah.
1: I don't know. I might be wrong, but let me be clear about this. We don't hardly see them ever. Now, there are some candies that are similar to Cherry Mash, but they are not the same. Twin Bing or King Bing uh-huh. um, are like a cherry candy, yes. but is not the same. Right. And I don't mind to have one of those, but is not. it is not Cherry Mash.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I know that they say they haven't changed anything in the cherry mash formula or the packaging in close to 100 years. They've kept that same coating, the same wrapper. And on that wrapper, he says the the, uh, CEO at the company said they've got a wrapper at the company on the wall from 1930, and it looks almost exactly like the one that they have now. If you look closely at the right-hand side uh, where it says cherry mash, it's kind of on the bent side there. It says uh, the candy cop. It's a little policeman. That is Chase Candy Company's mascot. It's featured on the candy wrappers, which have been red and white since 1930. They've made over 500 different candies, but Cherry Mash has always been the most popular one they've ever had, and it's still in its traditional wrappings.
1: All right, roll down. We got some new comments. Isn't that awesome? Um, You guys, weigh in on this if you would. I'd love to know do you all like, have you all tried? Um, Oh, well, we're missing a bunch of them. Sorry, no, we're good. Um, Have you all tried Cherry Mash? Do you guys like it? I'd love to hear. And if you don't, like it, probably you can share it anyway. Uh, Robin said she used to love marathon bars. And yes. Ben said, I have have I have heard of a 7-Up bar, but I've never seen one. I think it was seven candy bars in one. Mm. Curly Whirly is on my list now. I want to try go. it too, Ben. Yeah. I want to try Curly Whirly because I really love toffee. Yeah. Um, Jeff says Bitto Honey was one of his there favorites. I like Bitto yeah. Honey. Oh, ben those. does too. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Otis says Bitto Honey is for the gym. It's a jaw workout. Boy, that's the truth. <laughs> Robin says, I was trying to describe that to Otis the the other day. I used to really love the cherry mash good. Yeah, okay, see? there's somebody that likes it. Yeah. Otis has never had cherry mash. Okay. Oh, we gotta man. get them. We gotta get them for everyone. Cherry mash is for everybody. They're they're really worth trying. Now, if you don't care for cherry, probably not the candy for you because it's very cherry flavored.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, it's I, not
1: subtle. It's yeah, it's cherry and it's fabulous.
0: I just thought it'd be fun to kind of talk about some of those things. I love this. As a kid, you you know, we, we had some favorites like that. It's always good. Always good for us.
1: Yep. So, you know, our kids love the Reese's peanut butter cup candy. Um, and so a lot of chocolate peanut butter requests in our family for Mm -hmm. flavors, cupcakes and all the stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but Brett used to really love Butterfinger. Mm -hmm. candy bar. Um, I don't know that he eats that very much anymore. Brett's really actually a pretty healthy dude. So I'm not Mm -hmm. sure what.
0: I was like the Chico stick. Mm. The Chico stick. It's a lot like Butterfinger. And then they had the little peanut butter blocks. Remember they were a little rectangular and they had little stripes in them. Brown and white stripes. Yep.
1: Does maple sugar count as candy? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, oh, and
0: ben,
1: Ben's says, adding... ben says, I've never seen a cherry mash adding that to the list too. Yes. It sounds like we need to go find a Lolly and Pops Hills yeah, and yeah. go check it out. Tart and like cherry pie. No, no it is not no, tart. It's sweet. It is sweet, but it is a cherry flavor. It's it's unmistakable. Mm-hmm. It's it's um not strawberry and it's not subtle. It is. Have you had a maraschino cherry? A very sweet syrupy cherry that you get from a maraschino jar. Not like a Bing cherry but a maraschino cherry. Right. So it's sweet but it's very flavorful. Um, So here's something that I liken it to a little bit. Um, If you've ever gone at um, Dairy Queen and you have got one of their slushies mixed with a ice ice cream. cream. It's called a Mr. Misty Freeze. Freeze. And it's ice cream and slushy, and you get the cherry flavored, that is what the inside of that candy tastes like.
0: Is that what Sonic called the polar swirl or something? Yeah, polar
1: freeze, Yeah. 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 There you have it.
0: And Mary Kay says chick-a stick. Yeah. Yep. And Richard says Butterfinger and Chick-a Stick are only good fresh.
1: Yeah. That's uh, true. They can definitely you could tell when they've been around a little it's too long.
0: It's more like sawdust or pressed wood if you get the wrong older <laughs> stuff. So. yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, 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 well. It's true. Well, that's good. Thanks for chiming in on those guys. It's a lot of fun. That how about is a little, fun to talk about. Little how about a little word for our day?
1: You know, I hesitated on this word today. I'm not gonna lie, it's a little bit controversial but I don't think we should shrink back from the hard stuff in the word. What do you guys think? Do you think we ought to just read over the stuff that makes us uncomfortable or do you think we ought to talk just about like it?
0: the parts that make us feel all warm and fuzzy. I think
1: today we actually have to talk about this. Also because the Lord brought it to my heart, I feel like it's disobedient if I don't talk about it. So listen with me, don't get mad, don't get offended, okay? And don't tune me out. Listen, Listen all the way through and listen with your heart. Even if your mind disagrees, listen with your heart. Luke twenty one thirty four says this. Be on guard that your hearts may not be weighted down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life. And that day may come on you suddenly like a trap. For it will come on all those who dwell on the face of all the earth. Okay. Ben says, bring it. So here it is. Jesus is himself in red, in Luke, speaking about his return, the return of Christ. The disciples want to know when. The truth is only the Father knows. Jesus doesn't know. Only the Father knows. But Jesus says that just like when a flower or a tree come into leaf or bud, you know, the spring and summer has approached. The signs of the times will begin to point us toward the return of Christ. We may not know the exact day or hour and no man does, but we can tell when things are wrapping up according to what Jesus is saying. But here's something he's saying. Listen, while you're waiting for that sudden day, that return, he says, do not let your heart be weighted down. Well, first of all, let's talk about the heart. Remember what that is, it's the seat of emotion. It's the seat, it's the center of who we are. It's our mind, it's our will, our emotion, it's it's literally our experiences. It's the life of who we are. And Jesus is saying, don't let who you are be weighted down with things like this dissipation what is dissipation dissipation the hebrew word here that translate over to dissipation literally means confusion of the mind so jesus is saying and it also includes substances that cause us to be dull or confused in the mind so jesus is saying don't don't forget your problems because you're weighted down doing drugs or over drinking using alcohol or any substance as an escape even medication that's prescribed if it causes us to shut down our brain and we're not aware of what's going on around us come on jesus is saying don't dull your mind don't confuse your mind this is not the hour for it he says and don't be distracted and weighted down with drunkenness he's not talking this isn't a a scripture about drinking This is a scripture about staying sound of mind so you can be discerning of the times around you. Otherwise, you're going to be so caught off guard at his return. It'll be be like suddenly somebody snapped a trap. He says, don't do that. The most important part of this is not dissipation and it's not drunkenness. This is what I wanted to talk about today. Don't be weighed down by dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of life this Christian walk and experience is the greatest offer you will ever have It is the greatest yes you will ever say yes to. It is the greatest choice you will ever make, bar none. There's nothing as great as choosing to walk with Christ because he chose you and this relationship is worthy of everything. There's nothing so great. But can I tell you, it is not easy. Jesus never promised it would be easy. And the enemy wants us to be so distracted and weighed down by the worries of life that we disengage in our relationship with Christ. We disengage with the church, the fellowship, we disengage with the word. We disengage with prayer. Listen, the enemy wants to stop us from being clear headed. He wants us to be so weighed down with depression and anxiety and burden that we do things to medicate ourselves that cause confusion in our mind just so we can have a break. You guys, that is a scheme of the enemy. And the Lord is saying, don't be tempted to fall for that scheme. You need to be sober minded. Come on, you need to be clear thinking thinking. thinking and discerning you need to be aware to always be ready to minister my word in love to always be ready to represent me well and to not allow yourself to be tormented in your mind by burdens that you're not meant to bear Jesus says my yoke is easy my burden is light if you're feeling heavy pressure oppressed that's the enemy that's not Jesus that's not his word That's not your portion. That's the enemy trying to lay things on you you can't bear so that you'll make bad choices and bad coping mechanisms like drugs or alcohol or oxy. Yes, I said it. I went there. Because we're not called to be people who disengage our mind so that we can have relief. We're called to be people that press into the word and the Holy Spirit and prayer and worship and the peace and the rest and the comfort that Jesus brings through his Holy Spirit is our relief this isn't about substances this isn't about drinking this is about not allowing anything to weigh you down because anything that weighs you down that heavy is not of the Lord now there is a burden to pray the Lord does put a burden on us to intercede but it's it's not heavy and it's not hard okay Anything that's weighing you down to the point where you can't hardly think clearly. Anxiety that robs you of your sleep. Come on. And when you're robbed of your sleep at night, you can't function during the day because you're fatigued. So you can't think clearly. That kind of worry takes your health. It saps your health. It saps your life. It causes things that Jesus never means for you to live in. And that is a scheme of the enemy. And the Lord is saying, be prepared. To avoid that temptation, he's not saying it's not going to come. He's saying it will come, but he's saying by me and my spirit and my word, you can be more than overcomers. You don't have to give in to these things. And if you are pressing in in right relationship in the word, you won't be caught by surprise when he returns. Come on, you'll know I'm ready. Can you say that today? Can you say, if Jesus Christ returns at 10.05 tonight, I am ready, or will you be caught unaware, unprepared? You know, he's giving us this opportunity to be prepared and ready for his return. What's he gonna find? Is he gonna find you full of faith? My prayer and the entire purpose for us doing this show and livestream is that you are equipped and prepared for the return of your king I want you to be in right relationship with Jesus I want you to love him I want you to express his love through you to other people I want you to have such an incredible testimony of transformed life that you tell everybody you know so you will be a little evangelist representing Jesus all over I want that for you I want that for you and I want that for me because that's what Jesus wants There's only one thing, you guys, that can medicate us authentically, right, holy, peace, rest, comfort, and it's Jesus Christ. There is no better offer that you will ever have than accepting relationship with Jesus. There is no one else who has given his life and everything he could possibly give for you except for Jesus Christ. And there's no relationship like the relationship that can only be found in Jesus Christ. Can we pray into this? Lord, thank you for your word. It's okay if it's not easy. It's okay if it makes us uncomfortable because that's how we grow and that's how you correct us. Oh Lord, we love you. In our human frailty, we make mistakes. And I thank you for loving us in spite of those mistakes. Thanks for not turning your back on us. Thanks for not kicking us out of the club when we make those mistakes. Thanks for inviting us to correct and repent. Thanks for calling us deeper. Thanks for purifying us cleansing us, and saving us. Jesus, we really love you. We want to be clear thinking. We want to be discerning. And we surely want to be ready for your return. We also want to be ready for any time anyone asks us to give a reason for the hope that lies within us, for it's an opportunity to tell of your goodness that someone else can come to know you. How we love you so much, and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. There's your word for the day.
0: Amen. That's good. That's good. You look over the comments. Otis says, uh, no, no drunken stupors, no Thorazine shuffles, no pothead high times for me. <laughs> I want to remember my time on earth as he put me here to learn for a reason.
1: <laughs> that's pretty articulate, buddy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Rick, uh, Pastor Rick in, says to be in, ready in season. Yeah, and come out on. Season.
1: Amen. That's, yeah, that's we, the we key. We can't
0: do that when we're weighed He's down. He's coming, by buddy, isn't he? Yeah, he is for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Pastor Richard Johnson is saying thank you for listening to God and speaking the word of life. Mm-hmm. God uses you. In his life, thank you. We love
1: you so much, Richard. We love you guys so much. Yeah, live as if he's coming tomorrow, while planning for it to be beyond our lives. That's 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 great advice, Jeff. You 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 have you sort of have a a real sense of how to say things and live uh, according to the Bible. In such a, I just I appreciate your understanding of the Word and the Spirit. Thank you for sharing, all of you. Thank you guys for sharing.
0: That's good. Ben's got a comment there.
1: We must learn to rely on the power of Jesus as our first choice. He's trustworthy and never failing. He may lead us to other ways to get help, but he must be where we start and trust him first. Excellent. And that's so true. You guys, um, like we have coping mechanisms and there's millions of them. Right. We mm-hmm. can we can do a lot of things to cause our mind to tune out, even if it's describing a book or, a, you know, a TV show or I don't know something sleep. Some people just go to sleep. Right. Um, there's a lot of things we can do besides drugs and alcohol. There's a million things we can do. Yeah. But the truth is we have to resist the temptation to do those things first and go to him first, because that's growth. There's grace when we don't do that. There is so much grace and mercy from Jesus when we don't go to Him first. I find myself in conversations with other people first before I've talked to Him first, and I think, oh Lord, forgive me. I I see exactly what I did. I'm forgive me. You guys, there's so much grace in this. But don't you want to learn and grow and move past the milk and into the steak and the meat of God's word? And this this word from Ben is exactly right. Going to him first. He's our first choice, he's our first option. And he is trustworthy and never failing. I do appreciate that he does lead us to other ways to get help. He, he, he puts other people in our life for accountability, for counsel, good counsel and advice. He puts other places in our path like we know of some really beautiful Christian centered rehab facilities that have helped people with substance abuse for years. And we bless them and they are ordained by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And so we're grateful. We're grateful for other help. But boy, Jesus is where we got to start.
0: Yep. That's it for Such sure. Such good
1: stuff, guys. Good stuff. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Hey, this Thursday
1: Night Live is uh, pretty good. Yeah. We've talked about cars, <laughs> we've talked about candy, we've talked about Jesus. Yeah. What's some news that we can use today? Do you have some, a news report? Some Oh, news? let me announce you from the news desk. I'm going to throw it over to our news anchor, uh, Pastor Terry Wright. Take it away, Pastor Terry.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned uh, the uh, headlines and different things. We were talking about how last week um, the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild, uh, the union, had taken a strike for filming, mm-hmm. right? Yes, uh, the uh, true. And, and so one of those stories that we reported on was that uh, they've been in season they're filming season four of The Chosen right yes. now. And they had to come to a halt after last Friday because we, yeah. of the strike. Right, And we'd heard a little bit about maybe the possibility that they had, had put in for a waiver. Yeah, and we be approved prayed for into that. that. We prayed yeah. about that. And uh, we have some some great news to announce because of that. Uh, the Chosen continues filming season four because they were given a waiver to go ahead with uh, what they'd already started. And uh, they were a, w- a waiver to The Bible-based hit series from the impact of the strike, and it was approved because season four of The Chosen is an independent production and not tied to the major studios at the heart of the dispute. And on Friday, filming had been largely halted. Like we said, um, they were waiting for the word on that, and then they got the great news that uh, they had been approved for that waiver. So they they uh, they started shooting again on Monday. Praise the Lord! And they uh, said to be clear, we've agreed to all of uh, the SAG's requests and their interim agreement. And season four is entirely independent and one hundred percent funded by donations. And therefore, that was what helped their accept exemption.
1: Praise the Lord.
0: Yeah. And so there's an answer to prayer. Yes. The second thing about The Chosen that is so great, big newsworthy is that it now heads to broadcast television for the first time. They're going to air three seasons on the CW, the <gasps> You're CW kidding. network. No, it has become a global sensation through streaming platforms. And now it's going to broadcast television. And this past Sunday, July 16th was the broadcast broadcast. broadcast premiere of season one of The Chosen on The CW, which is a television network that covers over 98% of homes in the United States, and it's available with free over-the-air capabilities as well. And so The Chosen, which has been billed as the first ever multi-season series about Jesus, began airing on Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, and it's going to continue on through the fall praise the Lord. The cool thing about this is is that it was also uh, because of all this success that it's been having check this out if I can get this to come up here real quick. The TV Guide The Chosen is on the front cover of TV <laughs> Guide and they said that this TV Guide episode this issue uh, was one of their uh, only triple feature triple issue editions because it was July 24th through August 13th. It's a 70 year old magazine TV Guide been around forever right? Yeah. And it's a bi-weekly publication that provides television program listing and information and uh, features news and celebrity interviews and all that. But they've got The Chosen on the front cover, right? Wow. So so three seasons on The CW. Um, The final episode of season three should end on Christmas Eve. How awesome is that going to be? Wow. And um, they have uh, part of their, uh, one of the people at um, The CW Network said, as part of our global representation of this coveted property, we are pleased that the CW will become another great partner for The Chosen. Uh, That was Jim Packer, who's the president of worldwide television distribution for Lionsgate. And he said this groundbreaking series already has a massive global following and the CW platform will provide the perfect opportunity for the show to reach existing fans and inspire new ones. And where they think they're doing work for that, the Lord is going to just explode He doesn't
1: know. He has no idea what they've just opened. The Lord is exposing people to the good news of the. (laughs) The gospel, the saving power of Jesus Christ.
0: Isn't that awesome?
1: These are the things that Jesus does. He takes the money and the fame and the power and the influence of the world and he uses it for the kingdom. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. So I
0: thought that was news you could use that you can help share with other people about the chosen. That's good, you guys. Because here's what's going to happen. Not only were people Christians already talking about it, but now non Christians are gonna to start to see it and they're gonna have questions. Mm-hmm. And you talk about being ready in season and out of season. <laughs> we just need to be ready because You know, I've answered
1: I've answered an awful lot of questions about the chosen. Yeah. I've only seen we've only seen the first have we seen the first one I think we or started, two?
0: We didn't start we started season two. We got some catching up to do. Yep.
1: But because it's biblical, um I I feel like uh, I know what the word says. <laughs> so I think yeah. I can answer some of these questions. It's a great conversation starter. Yeah. Otis says Does anyone get the TV Guide today? I've not seen one in decades. I actually almost asked when Terry said they were on the cover of TV Guide. I said, I almost said, wow, I didn't know they still.
0: I saw it on the newsstand at Kroger. Wow. Yep. And actually, uh, TV Guide went from the, it was a small format. They went to more of a magazine size format because they were doing more advertising. Oh, really? And everything. And I think they've gone back to uh, that. Small uh, size? The smaller, medium, medium size. So, you huh. can look for that, at, like the checkout aisles at the grocery store and at Walmart. You know, and wow, you guys. Them there, Yeah. So that's for sure. awesome. For sure.
1: Well, my love, guess yeah. what?
0: <laughs> Are we there?
1: It's bedtime.
0: Yeah, it is bedtime. It has
1: been so good to be with you guys tonight. I can't tell you how much we enjoy being with you every time we're gathered together, but especially on Thursday night, it's very special. Thanks for talking to us about your cars and your candy and your thoughts and your weekend. And I hope you guys know how much we love you. I mean so much, but it's nothing compared to how much Jesus loves you.
0: That's right. So you be blessed. You matter, you matter to him, you matter to us. And we'd love to do this again with you on Saturday morning. Saturday morning is our Saturday morning setup. 10.30 a.m. Eastern, 9.30 a.m. Central. And we would love to hang out with you guys and talk about some more stuff. Whatever comes up. That's usually how flexible we are. You know, we like to follow uh, things, too. Uh, ben says, last last notes here. He says, good news. I better put that on my watch list, too. <laughs> Chosen. Um, you know, so, well, we try to bring the cool stuff. You yeah, know, so.
1: well, I don't know how cool it is to the rest of the world, but to those who love Jesus, he oh, is the yeah. coolest. He is the coolest. Hey, you guys, have a wonderful night and a great start to your weekend. We'll see you on Saturday. That's
0: right. Bless you guys. you. We'll see you. you soon. That's all for now. Thanks for tuning into The
1: Good Morning Show with Terry and Melissa. You can catch up on previous episodes, find links to our social pages, and drop us a line at our website, thegoodmorningshow.tv. Thanks for listening.